welcome back to another episode of Stories from Mountain Town. Today with me is Ryan Guthrie, back again for another episode, and his business partner, Warren Wenzel. Guys, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Definitely. Excited to be here. Yeah, welcome back, Ryan. Oh, you yeah. were you were all the way back. You were like in the teens of number of episode, right? You were yeah, like I was like one 18 of the, or something like that. You were that. very early on. And that was super cool. I'm going to try to see what number it is because this is, this is number, this will be episode number 65. Oh, nice. He still had super long hair and it wasn't blonde, so it was, it was yeah, like my Yeah, blonde. it was so <laughs> long. I was just looking at the post I did for one of those. It was like, <laughs> you had just gotten back from Japan and you were like, your hair was like down to here. Yeah. There was a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, I'll get that later. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Anyways, yeah. Glad to have you on. We talked about this for a while. Um. Yeah, the main point besides just like hanging out and being buds is we want to talk about the Riverbend Project, a new, a nonprofit thing you guys are building or built or started. I'm not really quite sure what point it's at. We're in the beginning stages, but it's looking good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fully started, 501c3 approval. We've got yeah, a pretty good initial donation base, and mm-hmm. we've we've got the ball rolling in a lot of different areas. Yeah, so. definitely. And just talk through like what is the concept you guys are building. Um, so basically what we're doing is we're going to provide guided fly fishing trips for adults that either are currently dealing with a cancer diagnosis or have at any point in their life. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it could have been 20 years ago if they contact us and it's something that they're interested in, then we're going to, we're going to try to get them signed up for it. Um, and the idea that we're doing right now is kind of retreat style. Mm -hmm. So three day program. They'll get here. There'll be like an initial day, kind of some introductory stuff, you know, go out on the water, cast a little bit. And then the next two days will be in the boat Yeah. Um, with guides, different parts of the snake. Um, and we're going to provide lodging and meals and everything for them, kind of in a group style setting. But the main focus is, you know, getting out on the river. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the natural outdoor therapy yeah exactly totally yep, yep. That's yeah a good way to describe it for sure yeah definitely and it's a little bit harder to do it on uh such a protect- protected river because you need to have the right permitting and things to be able to do that so you guys are you're telling me that you latched on to like was it the uh sporting clubs well we or? we thought we may have to do that but in we found that it actually was a lot easier than <laughs> we thought it was gonna be yeah. yeah i mean it's all volunteer based so yeah um after talking with the forest service we're able to to just kind of go um, yeah okay and, great and get out there um, yeah yeah since we've got we've got a big big volunteer base built up lots of lots of guys have reached out to us about guiding so totally we're yeah. excited about that but yeah since, since it'll be good so yeah we're ideally it's either warren or i in the boat mm-hmm. with uh whoever's coming with us but um you know we're also going to have some other guys working for us as well or volunteering for us as well and yeah giving their time for the good cause and uh, I think we're gonna have a couple people that have volunteered for shuttles and yeah, uh, yeah. a number of things just to meal prep to help stuff out like that and all, yeah. all kinds of stuff. We've, That's amazing. We've had a ton of people. You know, it's this is you know how it is in this town. There's a lot of good people willing to help. So yeah. uh, we've had a lot of people reach out already about all aspects of it. You know, not necessarily just guiding. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah, definitely. And a lot of people who are very uh, financially charitable. Yes, yes. This is this town is not short of (laughs) donors. Absolutely, it's a a good place for for something like this to yeah to start up. It's been it hadn't been easy, but it's been easier than than expected. People have been just ridiculously receptive of stuff, and 
love the idea. Yeah, it's incredible. We had a meeting today actually with um, a member of the oncology department at St. John's. Oh, cool. um, met with her for say probably half an hour, yeah. forty five minutes, yeah. and uh, she was psyched mm-hmm. about it, and she is offered to help out in any way that she can, and is off also uh, going to help facilitate some guests for us on some of these trips, Sweet. Uh, and it's going to be really fun, and I'm looking forward to working with them, and that kind of opened the door to Warren and I for a locals program, yeah. uh, so getting some people out where it's not necessarily the three-day retreat, but you know, hey, there's somebody, they've got a day available, they're looking to just get their mind off of everything they're going through, Yeah, get them out in the boat, go fish, be outside, have a great time. Yeah, so. yeah we're, this is kind of a new element to all of it um but the meeting went so well today we were like man this is going to be cool we're going to be able to do a lot of stuff for they have 900 people in their oncology program there at st john's so so star valley du bois over the hill idaho Um, falls yeah driggs has a little uh center over there which we're gonna hopefully reach out to and do some work with them as well yeah um but the yeah the local thing is gonna be is gonna be pretty cool because you know People won't have to commit to a full three-day retreat. Um, so if you know if they contact us and if they want to go out with their son, their daughter, their wife, mm-hmm. whoever, brother, sister, um, we're going to be able to get them out for you know just more of a day thing. So that's we're we're actually really we were talking about that on the way over here. We're really excited about adding like the local element to it, mm-hmm. um, as well as helping people from other places. But the the local thing is going to be. I think it's going to be really, really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think either one of us realized how, how many people are going through that in our, in our own area. Oh yeah. Um, I certainly, was, I wasn't expecting that number to be that high for sure. Yeah. But, Which I mean, they're, they're not all currently, um, you know, some of them are in remission or whatever that they're still being just checked up on. But mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's kind of our program. It's, you know, we understand how hard, um, Warren, more than anybody understands how hard it is going through that. And, you know, even if, if, you're on the other side of it. We'd still like to take you out and show you a little love and get you out on the water. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it brightens anybody's day up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With glad you mentioned um, Warren's story. That's your your story with your sister is kind of the whole inspiration to this idea, right? Yeah. So it's at this point. I mean, this idea started about two years ago, kind of yeah. right before COVID and everything. Um, my sister was in hospice for three months. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a family, we all went and, and just helped out and she was in her own apartment and helped take care of her and stuff. And, uh, you know, tough, very tough time, but ended up a lot of, a lot of great memories came out of it. A lot of positive things and a really negative situation, but kind of the main, the main thing that inspired this was every time we do something outside, like yeah. just going on a walk around the neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know, we were in Washington, D.C., going to the Arboretum and stuff like that. Um, and even before she was in hospice, we, we did, uh, my brother-in-law, my older sister and her did a cabin weekend in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was, she was crushing it. She was hiking like 10 miles, you know. Yeah. And it was just such a great weekend and so awesome to see her kind of forget about, not forget, but just be comfortable being outdoors enjoying that um Mm -hmm. so that combined with all the things that happened in hospice and the fact that ryan and i are fly fishing guides and we live out here kind of all that coming together it it made sense to 
kind of put that together and, and start this up. So totally, yeah. I can't remember the the first time you told me about the idea. We were like going down to play golf, and that was like that yeah. was pre COVID for sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and you it were was. like, yeah, this thing's kind of happening. Happening. We're trying to do like this, you know, take out some kids or like that time it was like just kids or something. And yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't think you know in the beginning stages, I don't think any of us really knew where it was going to go. And then yeah. as we Started going through the process and like I mean Warren and my brother, uh, my brother is also on the board of the nonprofit and River uh, Patrick. Patrick. Patrick is River your other brother? River? No, River's just a good pal. Oh, he might okay. as well. He might as well be a brother. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Making up River, <laughs> River and I are actually the only ones out of the original Georgia guys that are still out here. Oh yeah. But um, no, which my brother moves back out in May. Uh-huh. But um, Warren and my brother Patrick were the backbone in um, all of the applications and paperwork and really fun stuff the, yeah <laughs> uh they my brother especially grinded yeah, he, and knocked it out and it was huge and we were able to get 501c3 approval and yeah um set up the necessary bank accounts and everything that we need to run as a nonprofit. those guys set it up and knocked it out it was awesome so um at throughout that process i think our vision uh focused and we saw you know, what, what we're more capable of doing, um, with kids. I mean, as much as we want to help kids in the future, liability wise, it's, it's tough right now. Um, it's, it's much easier to take adults out, which, um, is good. Are you like a strict, like 18 and up? 18 18 and up. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, um, in, you know, I think that's going to be good. I think that's a great start to it, and then hopefully it evolves. I think our, mine, both mine and Warren's goal for this thing is just to, to see it blossom yeah, and, and see where we go uh, and see how big of an impact we can make. Yeah, that's, totally. that's kind of the biggest thing that we've all talked about is we want to take our time with this. We don't want to rush anything. We want to build it up naturally, and it's it's a long-term, it's a long-term thought. You know, mm-hmm. it's not we're not going to do this for a couple of years and – be done with it. We want we want to be running this for, you know, as long as we can picture, basically. Mm-hmm. So not rushing stuff, getting stuff right, you know, taking our time with everything is is super important to us. Um, yeah, and then so, making sure everybody has a good experience. Yeah, that's, you know, the whole purpose of this is is to have fun and to to provide relief. Yeah, and and that's what we're dedicated to doing. And that's yeah. we want to have. Make sure everybody's having fun, and there's yeah. no there's two fish. better people than these guys yeah. right here to have yeah. fun on a river. We have a good time. On, we on the we river run most sure. of our guided fishing trips for work together. Yeah, that's and, awesome. Uh, yes, we do. Ryan's always yeah. hooting and hollering <laughs> on the river. I'm a little quieter, um, <laughs> yeah. shockingly, but uh, yeah, we have we have a lot of fun. So it yeah. it made sense. I you know that when I thought about this, Brian was the first guy that I that I thought of, and totally. I just kind of texted him, and we were. I actually FaceTimed him from my sister's apartment and uh, Patrick was out here and I was just like, Hey, I, this idea just kind of popped in my head. You want to help me out? Yeah. And then I just yeah. bugged both of them for the next two years. <laughs> hey, uh, you want to help me out with this? Or yeah, totally. um, So they're in it now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's a great time. No, they've been, Happy to be they've been beyond helpful and they're, they're just as passionate about it as I am, which is yeah. awesome, awesome to find. Yeah. Have you been a fishing guy your whole time that you've lived here? Uh, for the last, this will this will be the fifth year working for the sporting club. Uh, yeah. And this cool. is my sixth year out here. So a lot cool. a lot of that time has been been spent, you know, doing various things for the sporting club, but a lot of time mm-hmm. fishing as well. So Yeah. 
as a lot of people that move out here, they do they do whatever can keep them here yep. until mm-hmm. they either a lot of people start their own business mm-hmm. or you know yeah. finally get to the thing and kind of climb the ladder that they want to be doing the reason they came out here in the first place. Yeah, totally. and it, it's it's a, an awesome gig. We both love it, you know, from the commercial side of things, and I think to incorporate something that's going to be so special to so many people it's it just bumps it up the next level and yeah makes it even that more yeah it was crazy that hit, more awesome hit home to me today when um the woman at um st john's mentioned like you know if you can just get somebody going through this and their kid in a boat mm-hmm. and you know make that memory for them mm-hmm. I mean that's priceless, and that's yeah, going to be gonna the, last forever. That's going to be yeah. the great part of the local thing, the local part of this that we're going to do is yeah. when we're doing the the full retreats, we're going to have two participants in a boat at at one time, um, and then with local, we're going to be able to be like, if you want to bring your kid, if you want wife, brother, sister, yeah. as I mentioned earlier, whatever so, support system, you yeah, have, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's going to be a really cool element to it. Is but that's also something cool as well. Um, you know, for it's wonderful being in Jackson, um, because we're, we're trying to help as many people going through this as we can. Um, we've, we've got the mentality that they can bring support with them, but they're not going to be able to go on the boat on the fishing trips. So we're going to have options for those people in support to go do other activities. And ideally that's together because they can get together and talk about their struggles, their difficulties, their highs, their lows, mm-hmm. uh, as a support system for somebody, uh, battling cancer or who has battled cancer. Yeah. Um, and then at the same time, we're going to be on the boat with those actually in that fight or having gone through that fight and they can bond over that as well. And, mm-hmm. um, I think that's, and I'm not trying to speak for Warren here, but all of our vision is to, to have that therapy come naturally and mm-hmm. organic. Mm-hmm. And, um, rather than being forced like you know that's the last thing that either one of us want to do is force anything or any scenario on anyone we want it to just come naturally and just to have fun and um and kind of feel things out and see how they go yeah Yeah, you know there's lots of programs out there that have like therapy based portions of of their you know say they're doing a rafting trip something like that um which is awesome for people that want that, but some people just want to kind of let things happen naturally. And mm-hmm. that's definitely, that's, that's a lot of how my younger sister was. So that's another part of this inspiration. So mm-hmm. we want to do everything just totally naturally and kind of let it, um, you know, let people bond out on the river, let people yeah. bond at group meals at their like own that. pace. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At their own pace is, is a great way totally. to describe it. Yeah. So that's our style. Um, there's lots of great programs out there that do it a little bit differently, but we're that's that's what we're shooting for is to is to kind of go with more of that style. Totally. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. I was on my phone. I was looking up a guy. Do you know Sandy Flint? It doesn't sound familiar. So he, I I don't know if he still lives in town, but he he works or worked at Steo when I met him, mm-hmm. and he um, he had some sort of cancer and like couldn't go outside for a year. Mm-hmm. So what he did in his time inside for a year was he hand built a wooden, uh, like river fishing boat 
Oh, oh no, no, like no a way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like hand-built it, did everything in his, in his garage. Wow. So I was just thinking like like of people that I would like connect you guys with for this project. Totally. Yeah, he would totally be into that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That would be awesome. As like not just like a story to tell, like, you know, that. Because I think his whole thing was like, he was like, this sucks, but his motivation to keep going and, you know, get through it was to get back on the river. Like that's his main thing here. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know if I have his number, but I know people who do, and I'll sure. definitely get that and send it to you guys and connect you That'd guys. That'd be awesome because he would be a really cool guy to talk to and just be yeah, as a resource totally. to be part of it. Love that. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't usually sit on my phone while I'm interviewing <laughs> people, but if I need to go, but find if it's in your mind, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, like if I think of something and with ADD, like if I don't like write it down right now or go do the thing, it's yeah. gone forever. Yeah, and it could have been a good idea. I'm the yeah. same way. Yeah, no, the same way. It's it's funny how like how many of those things are starting to come out. The more that we reach out to people now that we're like, you know, we're still obviously in the beginning stages. We haven't run anything yet, but we're. We know what we're trying to do. We're super comfortable talking about it. And then yeah. now that we've started reaching out to people, telling them about it, it's like, oh, well, talk to this person. They would yeah. they would love to be involved or talk to the it's, – it's, yeah. it's really cool how, like, it's just – Either spreading. on the help or being help side, we've yeah. had an overflow. Or of, just cool stories like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. We've heard stuff like um, that. Not, yeah. not that specifically. But yeah. Things, you know, like, oh, listen to yeah. this and – there's just so many people, person. yeah, so many people have, I mean, every, everybody you know at any, you know, above the age of five knows somebody or had a family member that went through cancer yeah. or something or yeah. knew somebody. Totally. Taylor's mom is going through right now, right? Like everybody, everybody has someone and they all, you know, they all know how much it sucks and how much, you know, it's never really done with, I don't think. Mm-hmm. The more I'm, you know, going through the process with Taylor's mm-hmm. mom, it's just never really done. Yeah. Totally. Even if, you know, the cancer's gone they still get checks every, you know, year or oh, something yeah. for the rest of their life, right? Yeah. So it's never really done. And, you know, whether Especially it's, with something like melanoma, which yeah. is what Grace had. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those things where you just always got to check, always got to yeah, check. Always, and that's yes. my mom. My mom had has had multiple melanoma spots removed. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's the thought behind, you know, having at any point in your life, if you've gone through it, like, because there's always that, those thoughts and you need to you need something to take your mind off of it and totally so totally it's not just for people going through it right now it's for people that have gone through it at any point yeah um we want to offer offer that kind of relief system to, to mm-hmm. come out here and go see the tetons and go fishing yeah if they totally. just want to float down the river and enjoy the views we're we're here for that as well so oh, yeah no experience required don't have to have ever fly fish before it's you know we're going to talk to everybody individually and yeah figure that out so um yeah keep going i'm just going to invest with the lights yeah 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 Yeah, no doubt um do you uh have you guys ever heard let's see if this picked me up yeah it is have you guys ever heard of uh fishing has no boundaries i definitely told you ryan about it you have i i i it's i can't remember what you said about it. so it's kind of a similar idea it's in uh it's in the midwest i did it in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. um, and their focus is more on uh, it's more special needs and mm-hmm. more kids. Sure, but they we did that when we were growing up. Um, there's a chapter or whatever mm-hmm. in the town that our cabin's in, and so people they would ask for people to um, come out with their boats and and use their fishing licenses and their boat licenses in that way, mm-hmm. and just bring like you know we had. Uh, a mom with her two kids that you know had some sort of special need thing and bring them out fishing and just take them out and take them casting awesome. and whatever yeah 
So that that whole thing, I can totally get behind. We did that for we did that for years. It was so funny. I was um, I was skiing today. Um, what you never ski? <laughs> I never ski. No, I was I was out skiing today, which I haven't skied much this year. My feet are in tough shape, but um, I saw a kid with some sort of special needs, and they were on a sit ski with um, two people in our. Uh, Adaptive. adaptive program and the kid was just in the chair not really doing anything but mm-hmm. was having the best time oh that's awesome um and it it just really emphasized to me just how therapeutic just being there is yeah and, and just being in nature and everything like we know like we know there's science of like the chemicals that that our body starts to mm-hmm, put to our yeah. brain when when we're in nature and how it just relaxes everything you know like blood pressure all those stress hormones have to go away just because of being in nature. Like we're not mm-hmm. supposed to be, we're like monkeys. We're not supposed to be in <laughs> yeah, this yeah. with like that kind of light on us, mm-hmm. like, you know, in an office or something or sure. in, a, in a medical setting. Like that's just as bad. Those are, you know, mm-hmm. medical settings are gross. Yeah, yeah totally. It's, it's crazy to like live here and do all this awesome stuff. And you got to stop every once in a while and think like, man, this is, this is awesome. Like other people yeah. need to experience this. Mm-hmm. And especially people going through, you know, such tough, tough things. It's like, we, we don't think about it as much because, you know, we're able-bodied and we're out mm-hmm. here and we're doing it and we're going for it. But it's, I think it's really important to think like, it's, it's an awesome place full of awesome things and great opportunities yeah. to share with totally all kinds of people. So yeah, since the first day I moved here, I've had this mentality where whenever I'm doing something that I consider to be cool or exercising and outside or whatever, I'll say over and over again in my head, never forget how lucky you are. Yeah. Never. Cause I don't, I don't want it to become normal. Yeah. Oh I yeah. I want it. Yeah. I want it to still have that same effect as the first day I got here. Yeah. Totally. And, uh, I've been, I got into a phase like shortly after I moved here where it was kind of like, you know, with hiking or touring, it was like get to the destination, get back. Yeah. And then I had to, th- I just like thought about it. I was like, well, I'm, spending way more time like just looking at the trail down looking at my feet than I am looking at like the view or the thing that I was hiking to Mm -hmm. anyways so I made a specific point to spend more time at the end of a hike at the top of whatever uh just looking around and kind of just practicing gratitude Mm -hmm. and um understanding that like this remembering how I felt like trapped in like the Twin Cities area when I try to find nature yeah I'd be like I'm stressed I want to go for a walk I want to be in the woods and not being able to find any real nature totally and being like this i can't forget like why i'm here exactly like what drew you here initially yeah because there's all the stresses of like you know it's expensive to live here it's traffic it's housing it's you know i want to raise kids here one day how do i do that sure you know all the things thank god for public schools in jackson yeah (laughs) yeah you know it's like you know the people that move away they think of all that stuff and they're like yeah it's not worth it for me Mm. but you got to remember like for myself, I need to remember like why I'm here. Mm-hmm. That chilled down my spine when I first saw the ground. Right? Well, we're right. gonna have to get Warren with you because when he's elk hunting, his head is <laughs> down and he's running yeah. up the mountain. Yeah, yeah, you gotta up. get to the point, and then when you get there, I, I take it all in. But those, yeah, but those, you missed a hundred elk along the way. <laughs> <laughs> those, those, those are tricky. You gotta get above. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get one this year? Did not. No, Did you get one? Do you? No, I didn't elk hunt much this year. Yeah, yeah, um, really that was more waterfowl, which was a slow waterfowl season this year too. Mm-hmm. So. I got into a. I did. I've hunted twice in my life. Once 
for duck. And then once we just kind of walked around in the woods and didn't mm-hmm. find anything. But I, with this fall, because like, you know, the golf courses were closed nor on a normal time, but there wasn't mm-hmm. any snow. Mm-hmm. And then, but there was a little bit of snow. So like hiking was kind of annoying because yeah. it'd be like really icy. Totally. I got so bored this fall and I was like watching like meat eater or something. <laughs> yeah. Steve, Steve Rinella was on Rogan. And I was like, maybe oh I God, should be an elk hunter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I see enough, an- enough animals just when I just hike and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, if I just like carried a gun, like <laughs> he, he kills an elk and it feeds him for uh, over a year. Yeah. It's and then that, like we, we get so much wild game just from friends getting mm. stuff that, and I love that stuff. Totally. So the idea of like, I went out and worked for this and I got it and I know it's like very high quality elk because mm-hmm. it's out here. That's very attractive, but you're going to have to come duck hunt with me sometime. That I would totally do. Yeah. Cause I can, there's like, one I've thing shot, I know how to do here. It's duck hunt. Yeah. Cause I've, I've shot enough shotguns where I could do that mm-hmm. confidently yeah. and it's a lot easier than elk hunting. I, right. love, I love duck hunting with Ryan. He, I love duck hunting. He buys all the decoys. He calls. He does all yeah. that. I just kind of sit there. <laughs> sit there and shoot. <laughs> it's um, a great relationship for me, at least. Yeah. 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 Warren really benefits from that. <laughs> no, we've had some great days in the blind. That's I tell a lot of people that, that you, you really get to know somebody in a duck blind because, you know, yeah. in between groups of ducks working, you're just sitting there kind of bored and cold. Yeah. You know, when people are bored, they talk. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's that and uh, doing a road trip. Yeah. So I get to know someone. Like the test of a true relationship is can you do road trips together? I know. Bridget and I uh, did the cross-country deal last fall. and We have another guest with us now. Bridger wanted to join. Bridger wanted in. Um, but, yeah, neither one of us uh, had any issue with each other the entire way other mm-hmm. than Bridget drove for a little bit in Cleveland and I. I drove the rest of the way. But <laughs> That's how it always goes. With, with Tay, it's like half, like I want to be, uh, want to take it off her plate, and then half, like when I am trying to rest my eyes, I get keep getting stressed out because she's like swerving, and I'm like, oh god, we're going to. The <laughs> <laughs> I don't like just her chopping. Oh, yeah, in Bridget's defense, I don't think it was. I don't think it was her. I think it was the crazy Cleveland traffic. But um, yeah. But yeah, I was I was pretty motivated to wake up and drive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Taylor drove. Um, did I tell you about my? We went to uh, Southern California over New Year's. Mm-hmm. So we went to Vegas and stayed a night down there, and then just to split up the drive, and then went to San Diego, and we're gonna stay there for a few nights, and then go to L.A. And my sister lives in L.A. and um, is dating a guy in the L.A. Kings. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna like go there and hang out with them, and maybe golf with him, and go to a game and oh, stuff, sick. and all that stuff. But uh, so getting from here to Vegas was awful, like four extra hours, like, cause it was a, when that big snowstorm over New Year's. Sure. So barely got out of the valley. Like mm-hmm. I went, you know, I don't fall to the freeway and then the other group went, um, to like through Alpine and like mm-hmm. South that way. Yeah. And then they got to I 80 and it got, cl- it closed for a while. Yeah. And then I was trucking along and then there's all these closures in these canyons around like Southern mm-hmm. Utah that like kept stopping us and then like random traffic stuff and then yeah. so it takes way extra long yeah taylor's taylor's flying from minnesota and got way delayed then we then we the next day we go and we're driving down to san diego and it's supposed to take like four three hours or something like nothing and it mm-hmm. took us like six it took us like double yeah from la to san diego so annoying because it's just like there was like stop and go traffic on a freeway in the middle of the desert, both ways. <laughs> yeah, and at, like Unreal. in between both metropolitan areas, there shouldn't be anybody. Like, where are? Why are all these people out here? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? 
What are we all doing? Hi, hon. Hey, congratulations, by the way. You're welcome. Yeah. Why? It's okay. I'll just... Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, um, and then... Uh, and it's like then it's like rainy and like fifty degrees in Southern California the whole time, and we all got COVID. So, oh man! So we got COVID in San Diego. Brutal. I, I got to play Tory Pines like the, yeah. the first day. Luckily, like probably had COVID while it was get catching it on while I was yeah. there. But then we had to. We basically just like drove up to LA. Like I felt like death. Like mm. think of like the worst flu you've had, like influenza. Like I get the achy back, achy yeah. everything. Like I feel like I have like tunnel vision. Had to drive from San Diego to LA with that, and then Jeez. we just. We basically locked ourselves in the Airbnb in LA mm. and drank wine and uh, smoked the local delicacies <laughs> and like, watched movies and played card games for three days. Just yeah, to, LA like, is sick. Yeah, <laughs> when, where we could have been like hanging out with the LA Kings and like mm. doing all this cool glamorous shit. I didn't. Even get, I I thought my sister she like she brought us like some supplies. And that was all I could see of her. Like it was like we had to stay very far away. Yeah. Right. Because like if if Mikey gets if Mikey gets COVID and to sit out, that's I don't want that to happen. No, no, of course not. Which no, I know what you're saying about the icky back. My the first time I had COVID, my back yeah. was the worst. Like it was the worst part of the whole thing. Like, I yeah. just I felt like I had yeah some around my spine. Yeah, it's just, just like, right here, oh, just cranking terrible. down. Like that's when I woke up with that, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, because I knew that that's happened specifically when I get influenza, mm. and I know I'm like, okay, probably isn't influenza right now during a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, with the most um, infectious version of this thing, mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck. And then I was like, do I like do I say something? Do we get tests? Maybe it's just the flu. Maybe I'm just bugging. Mm-hmm. Maybe because because I golfed and I was having to hit out of the rough, and I was trying to make up all these yeah, excuses. All these. <laughs> and then Haley was, do you know our friends Nick and Haley? I'm sure I've met him. Taylor is nailing. While we're recording a podcast, she's <laughs> nailing something into the wall. Pick any other chore. What is going on? Then Haley gets up and she's like, hey, Nick, can you go to... Can you go to the pharmacy and get some COVID tests? I think I don't feel good. And I was like, yeah, get two. I don't feel good either. <laughs> then we all got them. Mm-hmm. And then like Haley and I had it. It was crazy. The test for Haley's went red. Like the, the double line or whatever mm. came up in a minute. Yeah. Like very much had COVID. And, it, and yeah. then mine took the whole 15 minutes they say. Sure. It was weird. And then Tay was negative. Nick was negative the first day. Mm. So we're like, what is going on? Because we've been in the same cars, same hotel rooms, same sure. Airbnb as each other. My claim to fame is I, uh, I skied Cody with, uh, with COVID this year. Oh yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I had no idea I had it. Um, I mean, I, I definitely felt like, like a little scratch in my throat, but nothing like serious. Yeah. Climb, skied and then, uh, get back and we're just like, Hey, I've got to go get tested. She comes back positive and I was like, well, yeah, I just skied Cody with COVID. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went and got tested and sure enough, it came back positive, but. Yeah. Where did you drop in? Uh, That day we skied, just no shadows. So it's, uh, when you're looking at Cody, it's pucker face, no shadows, four shadows, central powder eight. Okay. So no shadows is kind of like the first little bowl after pucker face. Yeah. Pucker face, that's one you have to like air out of. Pucker face? No, that's central that you're thinking of that you have to Mm -hmm. air out of. Uh, Pucker face is... With the like tiny cliff band going across, and it's very steep slope. We're just gonna look this up. There you go. 
Cody Peak, Jackson Hole. That's the power of the internet. Wonderful. I don't have a young Jamie yet, but I'm, I will have a young Jamie at one time. What's a young Jamie? Do you listen to Rogan? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I keep <laughs> oh, moving yeah. around on you. Yeah. yeah. So, Pucker Face. Oh, yeah. No shadows. Flipped around, yeah. Four shadows. You can see the four shadows four, there. Yeah. Central is right there here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's where you air out at the bottom, and then Powder 8 is over here. Yeah. I had it, I got it flipped, because I... Yeah. Yeah. Wait, uh, which one did you do? We just keep no shadows. I've right. done, I've done this whole side. Yeah. I yeah. did, I tried, uh, like... Two winters ago, I was like, when I started to get into the backcountry stuff, mm. there was one day I was at the resort, I was like, you know what? I know what I'm doing in the backcountry. I'm going to go try Cody. Mm. And I go over there and I start hiking up and then I'm looking up there and it's like, it's like late February. So it's like, Cornus is this whole thing. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, there's guys, there's some people up there, but I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't know where the top <laughs> is. And so I'm like... No, I'm out. And then I, like, it's probably not even in this picture, but I just, like, strapped in and dropped down and had to, like, walk out, you know, walk yeah, out here a little bit totally. and get down the normal, like, Rock Springs area. Well, I mean, the entrance, I think, in any of them is the most difficult part. Yeah. Because um, I'm, like... Aside from Central, the exit is by yeah. far the most difficult part. Yeah. Because if it's um, not, like, would they would they commonly have, like, a cornice cut so you can kind of you like can do shoot it yourself, together? Yeah. Or, like, yeah. I don't know how to do that. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... uh. There's definitely ways to do it. It's cornices are one of those things where you gotta be careful fiddling around with them. I know, yeah. That yeah. was that was one of a couple times where I didn't, you know, I was like right about to get out over my skis, as they say, with my backcountry ability and knowledge. Mm -hmm. That was one, but I caught myself. Yeah, and then we're, okay. And I was like, I can get, okay. Let's, let me get out of here. Like, yeah. I can do. Let, I'll stay in the resort. I'll let Ryan take me out to Cody exactly. or something. Anytime you want to go, I'll take you on yeah. Cody. Yeah, I gotta get a new board. I'm getting. Um, so I have. Uh, you see on the front. You see my I saw ski the, rack? the that's setup. A, that's yeah, sick. That's a Christmas present. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a new that was setup. awesome. And we need another one because we have way more skis. Because <laughs> like. I have a set of skis that isn't hung up, and I don't. I normally snowboard, but mm. and then we have cross country skis. Yeah, and uh, Tay has another set of resort skis. Can you not nail things? Can you not pound yeah. nails? <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Oh, is that my new? Is that my gift? Should I switch hats? Yeah, totally. Sure. Tell us Did you guys ever go to Encounter? Uh, yeah. yeah. I've been over there a number of times. Yeah, That's a good story. This hat's from. Oh, and you guys a good guess. Yeah. Kyle's up. I gotta get Kyle on here. Yeah, I keep talking about doing that. But hey, we have where's Encounter? Heat. It's right next over to Maid. Next to Maid, exactly. Where's Maid? There was a guy. So uh, bad with in Town Square. There was a guy I went yeah. to that I grew up with in Savannah, uh, who was like in real tight with those guys. Yeah, uh, his name was Guy Minnick, and Guy, Guy was over there all the time. So that's, yeah, I'll go over and see. It's Guy like right behind Cowboy Coffee. Oh, yeah, that little, yeah, that little like, bad, yeah, okay, exactly. gotcha. And they have a cool, at least for their purposes, it's like a, you know, the store is like maybe this, but like a little bit wa well, mm -hmm. a little wider, a little they've bit longer. they got a couple couches in the front, and then they've got one chair. Sweet. I actually had a barber. buddy. Uh, it was hilarious. Yeah, barber chair, yeah. And uh, I had a buddy. It was hilarious. We go in there. There's a guy from Savannah. They were in town visiting uh, my buddy Guy, who was always hanging out over mm -hmm. there. And, uh, yeah, this kid... We cut a mullet and pierced both of his ears in that chair. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it was hilarious. They have a lot of shenanigans just because, like, yeah. Kyle runs it and, like, you, they can kind of do whatever they want. Oh, yeah. Have you been there, like, late night? Oh, yeah. You see uh, some characters there late night. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> like I've been there. I don't, I'm not going to say on the podcast, but I've been there and there's some, like, funky stuff going on, like, super pissed off, super hammered guys. Like, there was one day with somebody, somebody was, like, yelling at somebody, like, 
just trying to find some fucking food. Where's McDonald's? <laughs> like, it's like a mile away, but you can go to like DOG for a late night burrito. And he's like, I don't want that. He's just pissed off, just raging. Just wanting some Donnies. Yeah. Wanting some Donnies, yeah. Oh, man. But, um, yeah, no, I've definitely had some good times over there. Yeah. Oh, but snowboarding. So, uh, I have an old, like, K2 Turbo Dream that I've had, like, since high school, literally. And it's just, like, I've, I've been fine with it. I got more into splitboarding the last couple of years, so I didn't really need, like, a good bizarre board. Mm. But I think just so many years, and, like, you know, I'm not afraid to hit rocks with it after all these sure. years. I finally, I need an upgrade, and... Then this year I started poking around. I'm gonna. I want to get a Jones flagship cool. board. Have you seen that? those ones? Uh, it's yeah. like the ones with like the wooden top. Mm-hmm. It looks wooden. Yeah. Um, and I got. Uh, I demoed the demo program at the resort. I think for skis, the same it's thing. Great. Yeah. It's Where ten it's like, bucks an hour. Yeah. Or well, it, that's in the tent. That's yeah, at the that's tent. Good. But they even the normal one. It's like, I think it's like sixty a day. But you can swap but you can as, switch many. as many times yeah. as you want. Yeah. Yeah. So I tried like three different boards that I was thinking about buying in the one day, and now I know for sure that this is the one. I was awesome. like, this Jones awesome board program. is it, and which is great for a snowboard too, because you can mess with your like how your feet are pointed and, yeah. and how close they are, how far apart. Yeah. And whereas skiing, when you're demoing, it's really hard to like. I like to mount my skis. Yeah, a lot differently than most people like to mount their skis. <laughs> so different I, way. I like mine more up. Uh-huh. I like to be a little closer to center. So when yeah. I'm demoing, I'm like way back. I'm like, God, I hate this ski, but then as soon as I mount it up, yeah. I'm like, oh, I love this ski. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you like the the more center mount because it's like more balanced, or you do do you like? Yeah, I mean, it depends on like like if I'm if I've got like a backcountry ski, I'm not gonna mount it in the center. I'm gonna mount it yeah. further back just because I'm gonna get more float out of it. Oh yeah. Um, but like. Like I coach the free ride team at the resort, so we're in the air yeah. a lot. Like, oh yeah, I want more air balance with a center mounted ski. I don't know you did that. Is that a new thing? Yeah, I just started this year. It's my first season. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So, like, when you say free ride, that means like the evolution team. So like, uh, we compete. We take kids and coach them, and then they compete in IFSA mm-hmm. competitions yeah. all over the West. Cool, so awesome. And we actually had two athletes um, on our from our program go to Worlds this year. They competed in Austria. Sweet. Uh, was one of them so, named Kai Jones? Uh, no, Kai is not on our program. But uh, <laughs> he's in the Red Bull program. <laughs> well, we compete against Kai. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, no, it was uh, uh, Morgan Kilmaine and Tucker Carr. Morgan and Tucker, shout out, great job. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and you know what is? Are you just kind of coaching them on like how to see lines and like because the technical nature of like. Like they got skiing down, right? Oh yeah. So it's it's like, so I'm with. This is my first year. I got a brand new group. It was all their first year in Evo, and yeah. uh, seven to nine years old. Um, and I pretty much took them. They were all for their age. I would say, aside from a few, uh, level nine for their levels so of as high as you can get, just mm-hmm. from a basic skiing perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're teaching them how to jump and look at natural features and mm-hmm. get creative with it and yeah express a certain style that's kind of their own and yeah. yeah that's awesome i've always thought that's such a like almost in the art like instinct kind of side of it where mm-hmm. you you look you look down at a slope or even up at a slope and you either see things or you don't totally and then you probably you can help shape that with them and well like, yeah and even in comp days we'll we'll run through it in the course and do do a scalp yeah. Right, and we'll we'll kind of get their line together. So when they're when they drop in for their 
their run, they already know what they're doing. Yeah. It's just a matter of linking it all together and making yeah. sure they hit everything. And it's like, so, so when they're looking down on it, they're like, okay, get to that pine tree with, with half shaved branches. And then I take a right a little bit and then I see this rock and I go left of that rock and then I launch off of, is that how they pretty much? Yeah. It? Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. And I mean, they call it an inspection lap. So they're going through and they're, you're looking at each feature and, and seeing what's doable, what's not, what's going to be smart. Like, yeah, I mean, you can, you can look at some and say, yeah, I might land that and that'd be sick. But yeah, the whole thing about in a comp is you want to, you want to make sure you, you are going to stop it. And you're, yeah. you're going to be fluid doing it. What's um, the scoring system like for them? It's on like five tiers. Um, like, is it more so, is it like, how many runs do they get? And then, like, if they fall, they still get a score? And is it like, do they... Do yes, they you still get a score, yes. And it's I think it's within parameters. I think it's like one to five for each section. Yeah. I want to say. I'm not sure on that. Um, but it's like fluidity, um, line difficulty, execution. Yeah. And then, like, is their highest score the one that goes towards judgment? You only get one try at it. Oh, you get one try. Yeah. That's intense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I always I always think about that when like the Olympics or the X Games when they fiddle with the scoring for the different events. It's like mm -hmm. you know you're trying to get you know with that with those kind of events they're trying to mm -hmm. get a result of really crazy cool video and, and TV and they want people going for really big tricks to advance the sport and all that stuff. But then they also want like a competitor's sense. So like in the Olympics it was weird. It was like you got th for big air at least you got three runs. Like the low got kicked out. The low and the high got like kicked out or something like that. Yeah, or some weird. The low, it was weird. It was like not. It was just weird. I, don't know. <laughs> I didn't get what like why they were doing that way. Yeah, when they were like you, the result you think is want them to push the sport and do big tricks so they can have great TV and have these clips go off, mm -hmm. you know, internationally. Totally. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. I'm still new to it, but it's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Oh, awesome. It's fun to see these kids ski. Yeah, but, Warren, let's talk about you more. I know Ryan. I know Ryan enough. <laughs> Where did you, you grow up? I grew up in Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky. Um, lived there for 23 years. Went to the University of Kentucky and go Cats. Go Cats, baby. March Madness starts tomorrow. Yeah. So. What seed are they? They're a two seed. Nice. Yep. So they're gonna win it all, obviously. Uh, <laughs> those but, years with like when Carl Anthony Towns and uh, some of those years, like back when we were like in college. That was so they. Won, there was an NBA team. They won the championship my freshman year. Yeah. And then they were in the championship game where the final four three out of four years. Was yeah. There. So it was, a, it was a very fun time to be. <laughs> that was an NBA <laughs> minor be, league yeah, team, yeah, basically. Yeah, like yeah, that was yeah, insane. Not exactly. so much in the fall. No, but no one cared about football. So. <laughs> the, yeah. the, the tailgating was super fun. Come on now, the dogs won the national championship this year. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, if I was a Georgia fan, it would be a different story. But, uh, it's but a good was, thing that... Um, what what's that barbecue place that's no longer that you Mo's. guys Mo's. I do think that Mo's isn't here anymore because you guys would be annoying <laughs> Well now we do it at the bird. Oh no. <laughs> oh, I'm never I'm, you're never gonna see me there on a Saturday. <laughs> Dude, it's so fun. <laughs> I love it. I actually yeah. I actually taught on my Evo team, uh, the founder of the Georgia Bulldog Club. Well oh, Brad Flint, his son was on my Evo team. That's awesome. Yeah. Jack Flint, just Jack a crazy Flint. kid. Yeah. Love that kid. Um, yeah, so you went to went to Kentucky, then moved to Colorado right after college. Uh, hadn't ever skied before. Kind of got obsessed with it. Yeah, and I've been in Jackson for I worked up at the Old Faithful Inn for a summer in college, so we come down here for the big city. Awesome. Um, 
That thing on the inside is so cool. It's yeah, like it's, it's so like all the logs cool. and like it's like gothic yeah, almost it's, architecturally. It's, it's insane. The uh, the dorms behind it aren't quite as nice, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had a good time. But so that's how I kind of became familiar with this area. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually the summer I learned how to fly fish. I just went out and struggled for an entire summer, and eventually uh, caught on to it. And look at us now, Ryan. Look at uh, us now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then, yeah, so I always kind of knew Jackson was awesome. And then after a year in Colorado, great place, lots of good people. But I was like, I don't want to go there. Yeah. It was actually really funny when we were learning how to fly fish. Um, It was great working for the sporting club because we have access to a lot of the gear they have. Mm -hmm. So when Warren and I were just figuring it out, we'd take literally a raft. Mm-hmm. and without a fishing frame on it or anything we would just sit on the side of it and like cast it it just looked hilarious yeah <laughs> and um and then yeah we figured it out and uh is that how you got into fishing too like you worked i fished you- a little bit in georgia but um once i got out here i mean which i mean more than a little bit i had yeah. i was a big spin rod guy back oh i mean I, yeah still, yeah still am I that's um, that's the only way i know I don't, I, don't, I don't know i don't know how to fly fish yet Oh, dude, you got to come out. Well, yeah, dude. Yeah. I've been, this is two podcasts in a row. So the last one was with Jim Hickey. You know him at all? No, I don't. So he's a real estate agent, a new client of mine, but he's a world champion fly fisherman. Exactly. And that was like what he did and he guided before then he became a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you, I know you very well. I know him. I know Chaz and Trav were both fishing guides from mm-hmm. Jackson Hole Steelworks. I know like 10 fishing guides and I've never <laughs> once been fishing <laughs> out here. You and Taylor would love it. Yeah. Yeah, and you live like five minutes from the Wilson boat ramp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I walked there all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not even five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, you can't tell. You can't tell people where I live. <laughs> the, the the masses will be outside protesting this podcast. <laughs> where, where are we again? <laughs> uh, the Aspens. <laughs> <laughs> We're way back in the Aspens in a mansion. We're in a mansion. I had a really good year last year. <laughs> oh man, but uh, yeah, no, so. As soon as we got out here, both of us picked up fly fishing, loved it mm-hmm. uh, even more than we did when we just dabbled. And now it's in the summer. It's that's all I do. Warren Warren bikes on occasion still, but mm-hmm. yeah, you gotta um, switch it up. Every but yeah. I, I just mainly fish in the summer and um, a little bit of golf, little bit of golf. God, but that's been golf dramatically less. Shit, yeah, um, I don't know. I played I played at a couple of bachelor parties and a couple of weddings recently, and I was like, hey, okay, yeah. Yeah. Did I tell you about my new clubs? Did I have them when we last hung out? No. I just got um, T100s, Titleist T100s. Mm-hmm. They're like the forged player's iron or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I went and did like a full fitting in a, at a place in Minneapolis called Second Swing. It's like a, you know, they, they're mostly known because they have like the biggest supply of used clubs anywhere. And like you can get like a driver that has had one swing on it, yeah. you know, for a, a good discount. But they also order new clubs too, so we went through all the, that whole process. Told them kind of what I wanted. I always wanted like less dispersion on my yardage, my mm-hmm. distances, because with my previous clubs, you want I always bought with you with. Yeah, they're like kind of give improvement irons. Sure. So they had a really, really juicy like sweet spot, and I'd get these flyers out of nowhere. Totally. Where as my swing got better, and I have no, I have no problem like getting the ball up, you know, because I'm just mm-hmm. an able-bodied twenty-eight-year-old. Sure. Um. I'd have these shots where, like, I'd go, my 7-iron go 210 yeah. out of nowhere. And mm-hmm. then, like, the next 7-iron goes 190, which are still <laughs> both really long for, pretty long for 7 Totally, yeah. And I was, like, and, and it, was around, it was around where I was, like, driving the ball well. 
and then I was getting these these shots and missing the green, like blowing over the green. You're longer than I am with a seven iron. With those clubs, yeah, yeah. but like with my new <laughs> clubs, no. But like it was like I can't, I can't score if I'm doing that if I don't know what yard is my totally, seven iron. If you're going. guessing, right? Like yeah, and yeah. I'm like you know, or if you're like hesitant because I'm like I don't know this is I mean you know I'm at one you know eighty a one eighty five a really good mm-hmm. seven iron distance hesitantly swinging because it could go 210 that's not sure. good either yeah i don't know i i cut back on all mine i'm really with my irons i'm trying to never take like a full hack at it anymore mm-hmm. uh just because i want more consistency mm-hmm. so i know like a like an 85 percent yeah six iron is going to go right at 210 yeah right and then i know an 85 percent seven iron is going to go right at 195, 200. Yeah. So I've tried to cut it down a little bit on yeah. each one. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And so with these clubs, I did. that's what I got. I was like, the the dispersion, the average dispersion from shot to shot, like, because they have this cool, like, like a track man and they send you this whole spreadsheet after it's super mm-hmm. cool, was like four yards or something, or, the, or like three and a half yards was the average dispersion for the clubs I got. Because sure. so like, that's exactly what I need. Sure. And then, the fitter was looking at like getting me some better height because I, I can get the ball up, but my shot, my normal shape isn't super high because mm. I'm, you know, I don't know, not a very good golfer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then um, the angle of descent was something that I never really thought about before, but he had a focus on. Mm. So it's like, how much spin can you get to kind of let it balloon up and then fall down more vertically so it's not, so it's stopping more. Sure. Right. And yeah. I don't generate enough spin or not, don't have enough contact to, um, you know, like spin anything back really. I can spin, you know, a wedge back yeah. on a soft day, but that was the other thing he thought of. And it was like, he checked all these boxes and I was sitting there like, I'm pretty sure Jordan Spieth uses the same set of irons, but I guess the numbers say I should too. <laughs> That's awesome. So I'm like, I, I use them. I probably hit them. I probably played three, four rounds with them, like, at the, like, late season at the links, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, like, tough to tell anything. Yeah. So I'm kind of nervous now going out, like, as the season starts being, like, are these the clubs for me? Yeah. I feel you. I mean, so, wait, you bought them in the middle of the end of your last season or at the beginning? I ordered them in, like, August and got them in, like, late October. Oh, that's perfect, though, because you've been playing golf and you you've been swinging when you went to go get fifth one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, like the day those swings I did in the simulator were my mm-hmm. best swings all year. Oh yeah, like I was like, all my numbers were like just below like what he was saying is like low for like a tour player, like you know, like mm-hmm. um, like spin rate, like all these all these stats, and I was like, who is who is hitting this ball right now? This is not <laughs> me because it was like smash factor, you know? It's like yeah. It's, um, I forget the two things it actually measures, but it's basically determining, did you hit on the, squ- on the face of the club, the square on the face of the club, and did you have decent swing speed? And okay. then it kind of is a way to say, like, are you squaring up the ball? Totally. And, like, that was, like, just below, like, tour level. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> I hack it up when I'm on the course, but, like, in this fitter, when I'm about to spend money, I'm, like, dialed in. Dialed in, exactly. Yeah. Which, my girlfriend's dad is a sick golfer. He played at Colgate, and... Cool. He's still a scratch golfer, and he and I had a long discussion on a chairlift this year. He was out here for 58 days. Awesome. Oh, yeah. He's a sixth gear, too. Yeah. Um, but uh, he was like, never get clubs at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Get, them, get them kind of in the middle when you're warmed up and yeah. swinging the way you're going to be for the majority of your season. 
So, yeah. Good on you. I know, yeah, because there's just enough of those. You know, the clubs were old enough. Like, I had maybe eight, nine seasons with them. Mm. And I got them when I was, like, ready to get, like, actually really into golf. Like, in, you know, in college, I was like, okay, I really want to actually golf now. So I got actually fitted and at that time. And, you know, it's ex- they're, they were extended and the lie was up for my height and everything. And so it's like, I'm a vastly different golfer than I was then. Mm. You know, just like the way I play things, the way I hit things. I'm probably, hopefully, I'm better. Totally. But I have bad days still. <laughs> and, and also, I th- why I thought of this was, you said mountain biking. I, I the, last, the last few summers here, like I've done mountain biking and golfing as my summer activities. And then I got to a point in mountain biking where I was like, if I pro- try to progress any further, it's like hitting bigger jumps, doing all the jumps, you know, trying to do stuff. And consequence is so high. Yeah. And I, I, I ate shit at the, par- the bike park like two summers ago. Mm. I got a concussion and like fucked myself up. Yeah. And like, then I was like, ah, that just, I just don't need to do that. That's why I don't mountain bike. Yeah. I couldn't handle it responsibly. Yeah. Like, and there's great trails without jumps, you know, like I'll, ri- I'll rip Phillips the bottom of Phillips Ridge all day long. Like go up there, go to like the power lines and then come down with the dogs. That's a great like after work ride. But then also like, you know, I could walk the dogs around the neighborhood and they love that just as much. <laughs> Richard, and you're not putting yourself in any Yeah, And I'm not going to die. <laughs> and then, and then go up to golf and tennis and play nine or go to the league or, yeah. hit, you know, hit the range. Totally. And so I've kind of just decided like, yeah, that's my thing now. I'll, I'll still bike. Maybe less with the dogs, with what I told you about bridge, like his, mm, his back hurt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll just do like shuttle laps now and okay. do, the, do the pass, but the pass is freaking gnarly. Dude, I've heard, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I try to stay away from mountain biking. I will fuck myself up on a mountain yeah. bike, so. Yeah. What's, how, like, what kind of stuff do you like to ride? Uh, I like to ride all of it, really. I ride cash a lot just because, you know, in the summer, we work, we have trips of most days. Yeah. Um. And we'll get back to town, you know, five, six o'clock. And if I have the foresight to bring my bike to work, I'll go to the pass. But a lot of times I'll just drive back and go pedal up cash. Yeah. Big, big Ferens fan. I love like, Ferens. I, uh, I don't know why, but I like the uphills. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> him and my brother in the backcountry. <laughs> him, my brother, and my cousin. I like hate touring with them. <laughs> like I chewed, I chewed them out the other day. We got to the top <laughs> of a boot pack and I go. You're making this not fun for me. Oh my God, I know you guys foggy. love the up, but I can't keep up with you. we got to slow down, go at the pace of the group, and I'm the slow one. We let, we let Ryan go in front after that. We, we didn't need an angry Ryan. We all gave Ryan a hug, and we said, you the pace, man. We're out here to have fun. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, man. Yeah. Farron's uphill is a solid one. When I'm like, and down it is. Yeah. Everyone says, like, you got to go up Farron's and then down, like, Game Creek or whatever. We used to have buddies that lived in Game Creek, so Warren would always bike over and everybody would hang out at their house. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I, that'd be fun, but is the downhill at Game Creek any better than the Ferrens downhill? And I always am torn I'm, with that. I'm going yeah. to give my opinion on that and say the downhill going back down Ferrens is much better. Yeah. Uh, beautiful on the back. It's fun on the backside, mm. but if I'm pedaling up Ferrens, I want to ride. Right back down. <laughs> yeah, those those switchbacks at the top are some of the fun, some of the yeah. best downhill. Yeah, like non jumpy downhill yeah. in the valley because you're just you're, like the trees are like here. You know, one if your one side is like a drop off. Yeah, the path is like you know the 
trails this wide and you're just ripping, you're just like white knuckling it. Just yeah. ripped. Yeah. <laughs> just Having a great time. <laughs> yeah. Having a great time. Wait, like ready for like a dog or a moose or a runner or a hiker <laughs> to come up the, up the thing. Because like you can actually just walk up Ferrens. Oh, yeah. yeah. But everybody, anybody who lives here knows don't. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah people that run that, I'm always like, you shave it. I don't think it's as fun running back down as it is biking back down, but yeah, to each their own. Yeah. <laughs> you're not, where, you're not going to catch me jogging up there. Up Cash is where I taught Coot how to not run after uh, horses because they're all, in the summer. They're always <laughs> yeah, doing yeah, those, yeah. Uh, the chuck wagon. The chuck wagon. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Those are cool. Yeah. How's he doing with that? As good he as just he likes to hear shit. As yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hopefully, is better than his retreat. Well, anyway, we got like, a <laughs> huge tangent there. That's, um, that's all podcast is. Just I love tangents, it. tangents recorded and, together. Oh yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, but one thing I want to say before I forget is uh, Warren and I today we did lock down our first retreat. Yes. Of the year, uh, nice. for the Riverbend Project, it's going to be August nineteenth through the twenty first. You have? Does that mean you just like have the we have lodging? To set it up? We have lodging. Yeah. Um, we are working on. Meals, we're going to work with a couple different either places or things, and, and we're going to make sure we have a dinner, and then lunch will be on the river. Um, and then uh, from there, it's just enjoying the experience. But yeah. the, the lodging is really the big thing. Find, you know, obviously in the summertime, finding lodging that isn't going to kill us, because most of our cost is lodging and, and food. Everything else is volunteer, so mm -hmm. that's what we're spending the donation money on, and finding affordable lodging like we don't have a set place it's like we're gonna go here every time just because it fluctuates so much in jackson yeah um unavailability so right yeah exactly yeah. so we've yeah. been we've been working through that for sure you know the nice thing about the fishing season is that you know we can go into october mm. and rates go down you know we're looking at us planning a second retreat either late september or early october um probably at much less of a cost than and the, our August trip isn't going to be terrible, but mm. I think the fall trip is going to be a lot less of a cost. So that's that's really our our main. That's why we're fundraising is to pay for the lodging for people to physically be here. Totally, um, yeah. and to make sure yeah. they're getting well rested and well taken care of, so they are ready to go every day and yeah, enjoy it outside. So um, do you have so does that you have it all set up? So now it's like. You don't have any. Do you have any people signed up for that yet? After today, we we, we, we might we might have some stuff rolling in after after talking to those guys over at St. John's for sure. She, yeah, she was saying I've got ten people in my head already that oh, awesome. I'm going to reach out to and connect you guys with. Totally, and then um, we we also on our website, um, you can, uh, which is the river the riverbendproject.com, um, you can apply uh, either to help or be helped uh there it is on who, there who made that logo uh a guy named i don't know why i'm blanking on his last name Tristan. is it tanner tanner, tanner. 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 i know his first name tanner johnson tanner uh, johnson this is peak cool. it's a sick logo yeah, yeah our merch is gonna be awesome yeah peak and i look great works. right there yeah. Up. Yeah. yeah and uh our good, <laughs> our good friend alexandra now munger did a lot of the photos um so we got yeah that's, that's cool instagram right there but yeah that's you know, eventually we, we're going to replace these photos with people actually participating in the uh, in the program and get 
me and Ryan's ugly mugs out of there. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> they look sure. they look fantastic for now. So yeah, if you just if you go to the get involved right there, it'll, yeah. it'll you can either sign up to volunteer or actually apply to be in a participant, um, and it all goes right to yeah an email that I have set up that I check. Probably fifty times a day. Is that this one? Um, contact after the event project. If you click on that, the the email is actually just Warren at the River oh, okay. yeah. But if you click on that, it links up to that as well. Um, but yeah, and on, on my other screen here, pulled up the mail yeah. app. Yeah, exactly. So that all goes goes directly to me, and then you know we have we the three of us, Patrick and Alan and myself. I always send them ideas back and forth to each other. And yeah. So we'll say it again. The website is theriverbendproject.com. Uh, what's the Instagram? The Instagram is the Riverbend Project Gage. Yeah. It's that, not that part it's not linked. Yeah. I don't think. But yeah. It's so, not linked, but we'll have it linked. Yeah. And then we're we're on it and doing stuff if you ever want to Yeah, I mean keep up with the goods. Yeah. We'll be cool. Where is this where's this picture? That's just a stop though. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anyone that. Tell them it's like somewhere way deep in the Wind River. <laughs> or something. I, wasn't, um, I wasn't thinking fast enough there. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, we've got a couple things in motion. Um, we've got the website up and going. Uh, we're on social media platforms. And then uh, we actually are in the process of putting together a fundraiser, uh, which is going to take place in June. Mm-hmm. Um, we've met with uh, Roadhouse, so we're gonna do it at their uh, the brew pub on Gregory, um, Gregory Lane. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and we're gonna try and do a concert there as a fun. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So we're we're looking to it's gonna be, have a concert. Hang have out a concert. Line, beer sales. We'll have beer some, sales. We'll have some merch. We'll have some fly um, rags out there. Purchase. Yeah. Knock some cans over with. Maybe some cornhole. Yeah. yeah. So that's. We're looking at the second week of June for that, and as soon as we have like a, a lockdown date, we're, we'll share that with everybody. But that's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be a fun time. You know, yeah. right right before it gets crazy around here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, kinda, yeah, and the airport will still be closed. Yeah, so. hopefully just yeah. a big get together of locals, drinking beer, hanging out, listening to music, cause, and so. yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. You've abandoned mine for that. We do. We're in communications with them, but we have not locked them down yet. So we oh, so uh, can't say who it is. Can't say who it is, but it's a band that everybody likes. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> it's it's going to be outside live music, you know. Yeah, yeah. everyone yeah. in Jackson loves outside <laughs> live music. Oh, uh, yeah. His so, website is awesome, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Tanner crushed Tanner it. Tanner did a great job. Pete yeah. Media Designs. Tanner. Pete Media Designs. <laughs> is he a solo? Is that a solo shop? As far as, he's the only one that I've ever talked to, so. Who do your, um, what, do you know, oh, Powered by DonorBox. That's cool. Yeah, so you can donate right on the website. Too. You yeah. can donate right on the website, and then, as we've mentioned a few times, in order to be a nonprofit, we're 501c3 approved, so any donation is, uh, you can write off on your taxes. Mm-hmm. And you get, like, an instant email receipt if you donate on the website, and then yeah. if you, like, were to send a check or cash or anything like that, we, we send you one via email, but... Yeah, it's all all tax deductible, and we've got all that information on there, all the all the fun stuff. That's amazing. I was just talking about someone talking about that with someone the other day, like how it's such a it's such a cool culture that we have, and it, some people use it in a bad way, but that charitable donations are a tax write off because you're either mm-hmm. going to take like you know really, really rich people, they say I'm going to give them five million dollars to this charity that I like. 
because I'm either going to give it to the government forcefully <laughs> and by taxes, yeah. or, or I can give it to somebody that I that's going to benefit that from I and you know yeah. where it's going. Yeah, yeah. and then it gets all yeah. funky. Where if you have you seen the website where you can look up like what percentage of every dollar of these charities like actually goes to the cause, basically. No, I yeah, there's like all the big charities in the country that says like you know because they'll have all the administrative costs and you know then maybe and, and then the ones that are bad are the ones where like the president of it has this huge salary yeah know? and then it's this weird line of like you know, we want people to be able to make a living doing this great work mm. but you know where is that line you know and well then, we can tell you with 100 yeah. percent certainty at this moment 100 percent of donations yeah. go to there we go actually doing stuff for the riverbend project there Not, we go. none of us are making a dime off of this yeah you already heard first folks um and yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we're psyched on it, and we're yeah. So check everyone, check him out. Go follow him on Instagram. I'm gonna let Bridger in again because he's a needy little doggy. And then I know Tyler's a big hat guy. So as soon as we get some hats, oh yeah, we're we're, my we're working on. Yeah, we've got stickers right now, and that's about it. But we're working on shirts and sun yeah. shirts. Yeah, I was on the phone about shirts today. We're gonna reply to a couple emails about some shirts and sun hoodies, like I'm wearing right here. Yeah. Um, and then. I really like the cord hat, the five panel hats, and then I like the corded hats too. Yeah. Okay. So that's or visors like that. Like the yeah, we could do some sporting club too. visor. You I have. couldn't really do a visor with my hair situation. <laughs> <laughs> get a funny little, uh, funny little sunburn, but yeah. we could definitely do visors for yeah for those for those who have more hair. equipped on, on top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but cool. Awesome. Um, I guess I mean we're kind of wrapping up here. It seems. Anything else you want to talk about? I think we kind of hit everything. Yeah. yeah, we we went over pretty much everything that I could think that you know we're just wrap it up and say like you know we're doing it because we're passionate about it and mm. you know we're doing it for all the right reasons and I think that's gonna really <laughs> I think that's gonna really show when we start to run actual trips. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm really really excited for for that ball to get rolling. Definitely, totally. Yeah, tell tell people again um, the dates of your first your first August nineteenth through the twenty first. Okay, yeah, um, is our first retreat, and then prior to that, we're gonna you know now having uh, the connection with St. John's, we're gonna try and do some local stuff too. Yeah, and help some people here in the local community where yeah, just single day stuff. I'm sure we'll have quite a bit of interest in that before the the first retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, but our first re- big Planned retreat is going to be August 19th. Yeah. Yep. And then everyone go follow my Instagram. Go check out the website. And if you can't find it, message me. I'll connect you with these guys. Look out for the fundraising uh, dates and information. And you guys should definitely pull it up on social media. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be one to like actually do a boosted, a paid ad for that. Yeah. Because if you spend 30 bucks on boosting that, you know, it mm. could turn into well worth it. Yeah. How much <laughs> donation money potentially yeah. if you totally. get the right person. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So definitely blow that up. Everyone will be looking out. Um, send some money if you can. Send some love if you if you want. Uh, and yeah, we'll get this thing going. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks again for having us. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. It's it a pleasure. Dude, it's always fun hanging out with you in first career podcast, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> it's really not Maybe that Maybe the difficult. last? I don't know. No, we'll get you back on. We, can do, we should do like these like yearly just to like check yeah, in yeah, on you like a yeah, year that, from that, now no, and yeah, then like to continue to pump it up and you totally. know, continue to give you you know, that, that free content model where now you can take what I'll create just for the own sake of the podcast and use it on your own channels. Right on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me see. Is there anything else we should talk about? I think that's it. Anything you want to talk about? 
No. Just that. <laughs> well, I mean, I got engaged, but I think the podcast already knows that. Um, I said congratulations. I was hoping I would be the first person on the podcast to do it. Well, yeah, you are. Well, I, I recorded with Jim. Um, it's dark in here. I recorded with Jim like the day before I did it. So oh, nice. he was sitting there, and I don't know why. I forget how it came up, but the ring was like in that file cabinet behind you. Yeah, and, I was like, and he was hey. like fiddling through your file cabinet. He's like, "Hey, what the hell is this, man?" Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, "Jim, you want to know a secret?" I was like, "I know, I'm not going to post this until like after this happens, so like mm-hmm. I can say it." And and then yeah, the next day it happened, and this is the first time being in the podcast as an engaged as a fiance, I guess. Wow, I wish there was a male version of fiance, something a little more masculine. Yeah, like you know, some end of the like know, a er or o oh, kind of a masculine, like a. Fiancer. Fiancer. Yeah. In in an engaged individual. Engaged individual. That's super catchy. Right? A guy who just <laughs> a guy who just bought a car for his Where's my engaged individual? Yeah. <laughs> Ryan's kind of woke. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's everything. Um, go check him out. It's an awesome cause. It's going to be really awesome to get involved with any way you can. They'll take everything, whether it's money or some, you know, just some time or connections or whatever. Love, high fives. Yeah. Follow them on Instagram. That always helps. They'll get the algorithm working in their favor so it can be boosted out to other people. I'll be doing my thing, helping Ryan with that and telling him how to grow an audience on there. So you definitely see a lot more. We appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it should be good. This thing will soon. It's going to take off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're excited. Awesome. Okay, that's an episode. Thanks, everyone.